0: Connell Tribune, Thursday the 26th of September 2019, please be upstanding for Her Majesty. Watching the Late Late Show last Friday night, it was the usual mixture of guests. Laura Madden, the first person to expose Harvey Weinstein, also their celebrity chef Donald Skeen on Life in LA, Dublin Five in a Row winner Dean Rock and his dad Barney, also an All-Ireland winner himself in 83. Music was pervaded by English songwriter Freya Clements. There were farmers from the National Ploughing Championship appearing to receive Farm Heroes Awards. But the star of the show undoubtedly was dairyman Phil Coulter, who gave a lovely rendition of The Town I Love So Well. But it wasn't his singing that I found so interesting but his thoughts on his career in the UK and his response to being offered an OBE by the Queen through the offices of Thatcher I'd never heard him mention it before, so it made for a rather interesting viewing to say the least. It's a controversial issue. Some people may suggest it's an honour to be considered for the award. That may be, but it's a British monarchy award and no self-respecting Irish person should even contemplate letting their name go forward. I know some people may disagree with my opinions on this, but we live in a republic, not a monarchy. These awards are for services to a foreign state, which has nothing to do with us. We ended all that nonsense a hundred years ago in the Republic. We live in a modern European state. We've advanced so much to leave the archaic society which still exists in Britain miles behind. There's no place in the Republic for lords and barons. We have a democratic republic with a president elected by the people. Longshanks and Henry VIII present a history to the English people which has nothing to do with us except for their brutal interference. Ironically, while in Ireland Oliver Cromwell is infamous for his devastating actions subduing Dohada and Galway, but he was prob- actually probably the first Republican to challenge the outdated concept of monarchy in Britain. We're all aware of William of Orange's actions at the Siege of Derry, Ockram and and the Bowen, and British military actions throughout the centuries have entangled us within their empire bringing death on an industrial scale to young Irishmen who were rewarded by a few posthumous fa- famine queen Victoria crosses. What a high price to pay for service to a foreign king or queen. During the revolutionary period 16 to 23 we put an end to this grovelling to a foreign monarchy. Our allegiance was to a new free state and a due course for a republic. That should have been the end of awards from a British Queen but for the little matter of the six counties still been separated. Thus we have the ludicrous situation that nationalists in the North can find themselves acknowledged for their endeavours in society and put in an awkward situation of receiving a knighthood or OBE or whatever. Of course Darning Street put out feelers first to the person involved so they don't be embarrassed if the recipient refuses as is the case with the majority of nationalists. And goes without saying that Republicans wouldn't even have to consider it. But then they wouldn't be offered it in the first place. I don't recall Jerry Adams or Martin McGuinness ever bending the knee to Elizabeth Windsor. Although the late McGuinness shook hands with her as an equal, that's the way it should be. No human being should bend the knee and grovel to anyone, never mind a foreign queen. Friday night's interview with Toberty on the Late Late Show led to Coulter bringing up the subject of an Irish nationalist receiving an OBE from Queen Elizabeth. Apparently Coulter received a letter from the Mad Witch Thatcher in 1990 informing him that he'd been recommended to receive the OBE at Buckingham Palace. Coulter at first said he was slightly flattered to have been offered the award as anyone would be when offered any recognition of their talents and contribution in society. But then he recalled deep in his heart he realized that the whole process didn't sit well with him. He then elaborated on his reasons for refusing the offer in a way that would resonate with most niceness in the six counties and why it shouldn't be considered for any Irish person. Coulter is 77 now, born in Derry during World War II, born in a partitioned country and a divided gerrymandered city. The Bogstead was one of the worst slum housing areas in Europe and in a niceness majority city. It was controlled by unionists. The Guildhall had a union jack flying over it, and the RUC and B specials held sway. The young Coulter had a way out of it with his music, but as he left the city, it was on the verge of total anarchy. He would have seen the RUC attack the Civil Rights March in Derry in 68, and then the Battle of Bogside in 69. But like all Irish professionals, whether it's in business, sport, music, the arts, academia, being in domicile in the UK they would keep their mouths shut in case commenting on the situation would damage their careers, that's just the way it was. If you think about it, how many Irish footballers who played in England did you ever hear speaking out about the atrocities on Bloody Sunday and Derry or Ballymurphy? Thirty years of conflict and I never heard one footballer speak out except for one exceptional guy. Eamon Dumfrey wore a black armband after Bloody Sunday in the next match and asked fellow Irish players to play but none did. James McLean has received abuse because he refuses to wear a poppy. McLean took a principled stand but suffered because of it. Most of the cute Irish footballers kept their mouths shut picked up the big cheque at the end of the month. The biggest surprise of all was former Celtic and Republic manager Martin O'Neill who accepted an OBE. O'Neill came from a nationalist area where some of the hunger strikers came from and his family deeply immersed in the G.A. but he accepted the gong from the Queen with their apology. He also wears the poppy when appearing in Sky or BBC One in November. It's a strange decision he made, especially for a period when he represented Celtic football club and the majority of their worldwide fan base would refuse to accept the O.B.E. or wear a poppy. Coulter took a different stance, albeit he didn't speak out at the time of Bloody Sunday or the hunger strikes, but better late than never, and belatedly he eloquently talked about why he rejected the offer from Thatcher and the Queen. Coulder's a guy who's done very well out of life. His songs have been sung all over the world. He has written songs for many of the greats in the music world. He has winning Eurovision songs to his credit, although whether well, that's something to be proud of is debatable and the less said about Ireland's call, the better. But his wonderful songs, The Old Man, Scorn Not My Simplicity, and The Iconic Town I Love So Well are embedded in her psyche. His classic piano LPs, Classic and Sea of Tranquility, are collector's items and sold millions. So this is a guy who, as he said himself, my ego's in good shape, I don't need an OBE. Coulter was comfortable in his own skin as they say, others mightn't make the same decision. Their thought patterns need to be analysed. Coulter on the show went on to say that because of his background and that Thatcher wouldn't be his favourite person, probably the most hated individual in Ireland, indeed Scotland, and throughout the mining villages across the UK. But Coulter said he resented her behaviour during the hunger strikes when she let 10 men die. Also, the way she treated the miners and their families during the strike. And because of all that, he thought that for him to accept an honour from that woman would almost be saying she's okay by me. Coulter emphasised he wasn't on her team and joined with people like musician David Boy and actor John Cleese in rejecting the offer of an OBE. It was a principal position for Coulter to adopt, similar to James McLean refusing to wear the poppy on his jersey. If you don't have certain principles in life then you have nothing. It's very possible there are many people living in the Republic and probably in Donegal who have accepted an honour from the British Queen. It's entirely their decision, are they entitled to do so, I'm not so sure. This is an award from a monarchy, from a former colonial power who occupied our country for centuries. It represents something that we don't adhere to. We don't have this archaic system in place. Just like the monarchy, we made a democratic decision a century ago to get rid of this type of thing. We hadn't the luxury of asking them politely to remove their presence and take their nonsense with them. We had to enforce it physically with armed struggle. Why now should we accept awards such as this? There are several different aspects to the honours procedure. Irish people can only accept award if they were born in Ireland before 1949 when we declared the Republic. There's also a difference with awards, which bring a title and honorary awards. These have been awarded to individuals like our own Daniel O'Donnell, Bono and Geldof. But there's no requirement to prostrate yourself before the Queen. Although whatever but we Daniel, I'm sure Geldof and Bono wouldn't have a problem with that. A few well-heeled businessmen have accepted an attitude from the Queen, but with various responses. Sir Anthony O'Reilly accepted and used his title. Whereas Peter Sutherland, a former EU commissioner, refuses to use the sir. Sutherland was the first Irish government member to receive the award since independence and had to get special permission to accept it. Many Irish people have refused the monarchy gong over the years. Playwright Sean O'Casey, Kenneth Branagh and Brian Friel, boxer Barry McGuigan initially refused but eventually accepted, although being the BBC's favourite Irishman doesn't endear him to the Republic. But it's not just Irish people who refuse the dubious honor. Director Ken Loach, film director Danny Boyle, journalist John Snow, author Ronald Dahl, the Beatles John Lennon and George Harrison. Although one of them, Sir Paul McCartney, accepted his. In the six counties, the awards are generally given to those who have been loyal to the partitionist setup. You'll find very few gongs making their way up the Falls Road. Although in one famous case, a head none in a girls' school. Sister Genevieve was awarded an OBE, but surprise, surprise, she was a vociferous anti-Republican. Civil servants, captains of industry, RUC, Army, all would be recipients of the annual awards. Also TV celebrities like Eamon Holmes, who coincidentally went to St Mary's with me. But like Terry Wogan, he's another favourite Irishman on UK TV. One Irishman who fitted the bill for his contribution to the British Empire and received an knighthood was Roger Casement, but he had the sir removed from his title posthumously after they executed him following the Easter Rising. Judicial revenge for one brave Irishman who didn't fit the bill as Sir Roger. One couldn't be seen to be at the things like that. I presume his gong went to the bottom of the sea with the German rifles at Cove and Strand. Admittedly, Old Lizzie does hand out honours to some ordinary working class people who contribute greatly to their communities. That in itself would be a better system if it wasn't given out by the monarch. There's been suggestions that we should adopt our own form of awards for people who do great work in local communities. These wouldn't to be by the connection with a foreign queen. An outdated concept, archaic, ridiculous to be honest. And not something any Irish person should want to be associated with. Although that didn't deter the former leader of the SDLP, Margaret Ritchie, last week. Lady Ritchie of South Down might suit her. She follows Jerry Fetter to give him his title, Baron Fitt of Bells Hill. The first Irishman to sit in the House of Lords. His pathetic support of Thatcher during the hunger strike. Led to his award, but his demise as the people rejected him and burnt his house to the ground. I'm sure we'll be waiting till the cows come home before we hear Sharon Nivellon and RTE News announce the knighthood for Adina Uzel Garrod McAdam of Balo I think Phil Coulter summed it up perfectly last week. It wouldn't sit easily with him. Maybe the great poet Seamus Heaney even better. No glass of ours was ever raised to toast a foreign queen.